nothing for the record and nothing to condemn Mr. Nelson Prince Drop by Tracker, host Darren and today we're going to be talking about June, the final track included on Hit and Run Phase 1, uh, recorded in June 2014 at Paisley Park and released uh, on the 7th of September 2015 on Tidal, uh, and then I think a week later on CD, although uh, I think it took a couple more months before it was out on CD over here. Uh, on the track we have Prince and Joshua Welton, as it has been for the majority of the tracks here. It is 3 minutes 21, and joining me to talk about today is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Hey, Darren. Now, uh, for a genre, I think, um, I don't know, like, lazy dance, I guess I would mm-hmm. call it. Like, Prince's vocal delivery is very kind of laid back. He's kind of telling this story. Um, as he did in uh, Shut This Down, he's also talking about playing cards. In there, he was talking about people folding their cards. Mm-hmm. Here, he's just saying playing the wrong cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's, like it's, It feels like this is Prince kind of um, uh, describing what he did on one particular day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it finishes with him just saying, oh, yeah, it's June. Uh, as if he's just realized what month it is. Mm. Uh, obviously, Prince's birthday is in June, and he does mention this in this song, you know, someone famous had a birthday. Mm. Um, but I don't think it is his birthday, because I think this was recorded late June. Yeah. It was recorded, I think, the same day as Hard Rock Lover, and that came out, like, on the 1st of July, and I know that Joshua Welton in interviews basically said they recorded that and then literally released it within a couple of days. Yeah. So it was probably towards the end of June when this yeah. was actually recorded, so a couple of weeks after Prince's uh, birthday, which I think would have made him, uh, I don't know, 50... 57 I think at the time mm. and uh, yeah so I don't know like it, it kind of very laid back kind of delivery in his vocals but still the same kind of like you know samples and production used by Joshua Welton the kind of the beats and everything yeah. you know not quite as like the, the second half of this album is a little bit kind of quieter than the first half you know, Hard Rock Lover obviously is not because Prince yells the word scream while playing his guitar <laughs> um, but most of it is a little bit more kind of restrained than the first half you know if you, if you like if you kind of you know look at the kind of the first and last track on this album uh, you know, Million Dollar Show seems literally millions of miles away from what June is like in terms of the production and the, the kind of the way it's put together. Um, so, you know, I don't know, just a kind of a, a very kind of quiet end to the to the album and this kind of weird little kind of like Dana life of Prince mm. making himself some pasta. Yeah, like, like you mentioned about the production sound, this is like this really weird, I don't know how to describe it, kind of up whooshy sound that comes up like that like all through it and it's just it's incredibly sparse like i like it's very unusual to hear the prince doing a song that's this sparse also the june thing don't forget he mentions about inventions in um sign of the times about in june about you know yeah. going to horse in june so maybe i don't know it just seems really weird that this quick to have the connection the funny thing is i was kind of looking at doing research a little earlier and there's like song meanings and it's uh, it's a interesting uh, dive into the internet to figure out what people think about this song so like one was like someone saying he was he was already thinking about his mortality already and another one was about him being a jehovah's witness and not being able to celebrate his birthday which is just like the two contrasts of like Really? Prince not worried about, like, he's worried about his birthday? Also, the famous person might have been me. I'm born in late June, so who knows? Uh, but uh, it's kind of almost like, yeah. like, I almost thought, like, it's almost like a, it's like kind of like a breakup song, but not. 
like it's like he's with the woman and i'm kind of thinking the thing like later in the song it talks about you know having the the album playing in the background on vinyl and she and the person another person not being around it kind of seems it kind of seems like like, i don't know if it's a breakup song but something similar like a day in a life with the with the you know partner and not being there or something like him just kind of being a bit reflective a bit emo princess per usual because it's like because yeah like, yeah i don't know i know i can't i can't describe it but that's what I, that's kind of what i feel about it i mean you know he, he tells us you know pastor simmers on the stove in june makes no sense yet but it will soon and i don't think we ever kind of you know towards the end he says what's that something's burning on the stove must be the pastor so <laughs> you know this this kind of song that he's relaying to us is taking place while he's trying to make some pasta on the stove and forgets that he's making pasta on the stove mm. Um, you know, uh, this, this kind of, uh, you know, conversations, starters come way too hard. Nobody wants to play the martyr playing the wrong cards. Uh, why did you come to this planet? Why did you come to this life? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it's probably the most kind of philosophical song on this album. Uh, you know, a lot of the other songs are very much about like kind of, uh, I, I don't know, kind of the, kind of the party, mm. um, or, you know, Prince with another woman or something. Whereas yeah. here it's, you know, he's asking him, why are we here basically? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, how can you be everybody's dream and still be somebody's wife? Which, yeah, is, is kind of yeah. a puzzling question. Uh, but then it kind of gets, it, again, it kind of, Prince brings it back to what's going on where he's like, tell me, what did you have for lunch today? Yeah. It's interesting that he, you know, he asked that question and then forgets about the pasta. <laughs> um, and then of course he asks, you know, how would I know? Uh, you know, you're off somewhere being free while I starve in the lonesome cold, which I don't, I mean, I don't know that, uh, you know, Minneapolis is that cold in June, mm-hmm. uh, but I, 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 I don't know. It, 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 I guess maybe Prince just feels that just being alone makes it, him feel cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our bodies got used to each other. Now they're used to the sound of Richie Haven's voice on the vinyl spinning round and round, round and round. Mm. Um, now, obviously, the kind of, you know, our bodies got used to each other. Again, it's, you know, it is kind of, like you say, it is a bit kind of emo prince for him to kind of express it in that way. Mm. Um, but I think the mention of, like, Richie Havens is kind of interesting here because, uh, you know, Richie Havens uh, died in April 2013. Uh, so, you know, just a couple of years before this. Um, in fact, he died on the 22nd of April, which is one day after Prince, uh, you know, would die uh, you know, three years later. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting that he brings up, uh, you know, Richie Havens. And then he mentions, sometimes I feel I was born way too late, should have been born on the Woodstock stage. Mm. Um, now Prince was, uh, you know, 11 when Woodstock happened. Um, and so I don't, I don't know like how, I don't know how much earlier he would have wanted to have been born, mm. uh, so that maybe he could participate in Woodstock, you know, like merely a decade after Woodstock Prince released his, you know, his debut album. So he, you know, he wasn't that far behind in terms of like becoming a musician, mm. uh, obviously throughout the seventies, he's also in a number of like bands when he was at school, mm. um, you know, having famously been cut from the basketball team. Uh, he then concentrated on, you know, uh, like kind of joining, uh, joining the, you know, musical, uh, musical kind of uh, department at, uh, at his high school. Um, so kind of, you know, not not being on the basketball team helped him become a musician. Mm. 
Um, so I, f- I don't know. I find it interesting here that he's kind of yearning to have been born in a different generation mm. uh, when effectively, you know, he was a baby boomer. And, you know, if he'd been born earlier, he still would have been a baby boomer, just yeah. one who managed to go to Woodstock. Yeah. Also, like, there was nothing to stop Prince from going to Woodstock 99, really. Like, yeah. you know, if he wanted to part- if he wanted to participate in Woodstock 99, I'm sure he could have called the, uh, <laughs> oh. you know, the, the organizers up and, and got involved in that whole kind of... Uh, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it a debacle, but Woodstock '99 was most famous for charging people like ten dollars for like a bottle of water, and mm. people got very, very angry, and they basically um, burned down all the vendors' stands and stole all their stuff, and oh, uh, you know, start set fire to the stages basically, and <laughs> just you know, it, it kind of sh- it shows how far kind of corporate greed can go before people eventually push back mm. and they're like, I don't really, I'm sick of spending three days covered in mud yeah. and you know being you know thirsty and, and not having enough water so you know that kind of drew a line under it but yeah. yeah i don't know prince prince maybe kind of doing a Jimi hendrix on the woodstock 99 stage would have been interesting to see oh yeah um oh yeah but yeah but yeah i don't know i like i don't know this yearning this yearning to be born in a slightly different generation like still the same generation just a few years earlier mm. um so he could have gone to woodstock is interesting mm. it's worth saying as well like richie havens is most famous you know at woodstock for performing a song called freedom basically um improvising it on the spot mm. uh so like it's it's kind of it's so i don't i don't know that like prince would have wanted to do that he was never re- i mean you know he occasionally did like blues improvisations and stuff but he was mostly known for rehearsing his songs over and over again yeah so it seems like richie havens is kind of the opposite of what prince would have have been at woodstock uh, you know if he'd been old enough to perform um, you know, and then of course he mentioned someone famous had a birthday today. All I saw was another full moon, which is, yeah. you know, and then of course the smell of burning pasta puts an end to the song. Oh yeah, it must be June. But yeah, I don't know. Like the fact that he's just there waiting. You're, you're right. There are little hints in between the kind of, I don't know. It, this really does have the feeling of kind of like a short story monologue where someone is like musing on various things and then occasionally mentioning, you know, the pasta or yeah. the fact that they're waiting for someone or yeah. what they're listening to, you know, on vinyl. Like th- those kind of details are something that you, I don't know, I'd expect maybe in a Raymond Carver um, short story yeah. uh, where he would just occasionally point out the mundane and you're like, oh, okay. I, you know, I guess this person who was musing on philosophical things is now just kind of <laughs> making some pasta and we've, we've ch- you know, or getting super drunk or, I don't know, yelling at someone. Um, and I don't know, I, I kind of I like that this is, you know, about as low-key an end as Prince has ever kind of done to an album. Like, just oh, yeah. a final track that is very kind of quiet and just, you know, contemplating you know, someone not being there and also, you know, Richie, ha- Richie Havens singing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just, uh, as I said, it's just such a, it, you're right about the low key thing. Because like Prince, like, I don't know, you, you're probably going to correct me, but like Prince, it, the last song that Prince does on an album tends to be some, a lot of times is a very over the top, dramatic kind of song. It is a lot of times. Like he never, I don't think he really does a low key song as the last song. It's usually some very big, bold statement, and this is definitely not a bold statement. Like I'm still trying to work out how you burn pasta, because I'm thinking, how do you do that? Because basically, what happened? Did you just boil it all the way down so there was no water left? 
that's a lot of time. <laughs> that's a lot of time to reflect. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to an entire album, then, uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, true. But it's yeah, a chance true. you would forget. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just thought that was weird. But as I said, I I, I do love this song. There's something there's something about it. I don't know why. This it just kind of. I don't know. I do like Emo Prince. It is well known on this podcast that I like Emo Prince. But it, there's like the little bits, those little that little whooshy little um, that little whooshy little flourish that he has in there, and just the lyrics. And you can and I can just see pictures like if Prince drank, I could see picture Prince with a like cooking some pasta. He has a glass of red wine, sitting back, just waiting around, and then. And then basically going, oh no, I've got, I forgot the I've got the pasta, and then running into the kitchen, probably probably wearing like a little uh, apron or something like that with no shirt, waiting for the person to come back home maybe. But yeah, like I said, I I do love this song. I'm gonna probably preempt what I'm gonna say next, but yeah, there's something about this song that I really really like. It, I know it's incredibly sparse, but it just kind of works for me anyway. Prince is well known for um, you know. Um, enjoying macaroni and cheese. That were that was like his his kind of like. Apparently, when you were at Paisley Park, that is one of the things that if you wish you can have some macaroni and cheese um, prepared in the way that Prince would prepare it. So it's as if you are, uh, you know, eating macaroni and cheese the way Prince would do it. So, mm. you know, I guess maybe that's what this is kind of hinting at as well. Is like he's making the pasta in preparation to do some, you know, to do some to macaroni and cheese. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like it as a kind of like low key end to the album. Um, you know, there've been a few times where Prince has done this, you know, he's kind of, you know, not every single final track has to be like sacrifice of victor or purple rain or, uh, I don't know, live for love. Like, you Mm. know, there's, there's obviously, you know, albums where Prince has kind of low key finishes. It's also Mm. worth saying that, you know, in reality, hit and run phase one and phase two weren't really albums. They were just kind of collections of songs that Prince had, Mm. um, you know, he'd released them all over the place in the previous years. And and then, you know, we just ended up with these two kind of collections. Mm. Um, the fact that he changed the title of this album from hit and run to hit and run phase one (laughs) kind of indicated that he maybe was aware of the fact that he had like a bunch of other songs that he was probably going to release soon as well. So he just kind of indicated that this was going to be the first half of it. Um, you know, and unlike some other artists who had like a, you know, part one and then never delivered a part two, Mm -hmm. uh, at the very least Prince was like phase one and then within six months had phase two out there. Uh, you know, unlike, you know, George Michael who did listen without prejudice volume one (laughs) and we never got volume two. So it feels like that volume one was a little bit, uh, unnecessary, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I I think for me, probably just a four out of five, uh, you know, kind of nice low key end to the album and, uh, you know, a, a, a weird, I don't know, it's weird because this is effectively kind of the end of Joshua Welton's production involvement properly with Prince. There were, I think there were a couple of tracks on the next album that have a little bit of his involvement, but he basically almost immediately moves away from this sound after like two albums, yeah. um, you know, in the space of like a year, yeah. and then kind of goes in a different direction for phase, phase two, yeah. uh, which of course is credited to Prince and the New Power Generation. So he like brought that back one last time, yeah. <laughs> even though there was effectively no real kind of like kind of fixed band that he had at the time and also he was touring doing the piano and microphone tour so it wasn't mm. as if he was touring with the band either yeah um yeah but i i know i think it's it's a kind of nice it's a nice kind of finish to the album and also this kind of this weird kind of revolution that prince is like oh yeah it's due yeah uh, is always just a nice 
Mm. I don't know. I guess maybe people on the 1st of June who are Prince fans should just tweet out, oh yeah, it's June, <laughs> uh, you know, in reference to the album, because it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's June. Yeah, but yeah, like for me, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a four and a half. I'd always tip it to a five, but like five's got to be an amazing, like an incredible song, but this is definitely a four and a half for me. I do like the way it's kind of, very sparse as i said i mentioned earlier i love how it's kind of sparse and it just it paints a picture like you can listen to the song close your eyes and you can picture prince in an apron cooking pasta in one room and sort of listening to this song and kind of just falling into a kind of uh meditative state meditative state in regards to that song so i reckon yeah definitely a four and a half for me darren it's worth saying that, uh, you know, Prince's Mac and Cheese is $8.50 at Paisley Park. Uh, it, is, it is made with Mornay uh, sauce and topped with breadcrumbs. Uh, you know, apparently this, this comes from the fact that when Fred Armisen, who famously prayed Prince on SNL, um, you know, he asked Prince at, at an after-party show, you know, what, you know, what was his favourite food and stuff. Uh, and apparently Prince said, do you know what I think's great? This mac and cheese, and then just kind of like wandered off and went back to eating his mac and cheese. Um, so yeah, Prince, you know, Prince apparently his favourite food. Uh, so you know, if you are ever at Paisley Park, by all means, uh, make sure to have some mac and cheese. Although don't boil the pasta, you know, don't kind of burn no. the pasta. So, no. I well, mean, if it's June, you know, make sure that you don't do that. Yeah. Well, uh, well, the thing is, yeah, you can take the boy out of uh, the mid Minnesota, but you can't take Minnesota out of the boy. So obviously. You know, hearty, cheesy kind of food sounds like the Midwest. That's probably yeah. part of the course for that part of the world. Uh, Prince never played this song live, which I guess kind of makes sense because he literally was on like piano and microphone tour as soon as this album came out. And I don't know that you could translate the low-key nature of this song into a piano ballad. I feel like it would just be Prince kind of playing the piano very quietly and occasionally singing some lyrics. And I don't know how that would work in a live setting. Mm. Um, so, But, you know, we are done now with phase one. Uh, we move on to phase two of Hit and Run. Um, although, I don't know, if you are hitting and running something, I don't know that you can do that twice. Like, I feel like if once, once you hit something and run, that's the end of it. There's... There's no coming back and hitting the same thing and running again because by that point people probably I don't know report you to the police or something. Yeah, well, it just it just feels a bit of, a bit of an odd thing for Prince to be like I'm hitting and running twice in a row. Yeah, well, there's no surprise anymore because usually hit and runs kind of like you know besides hitting someone and running away is kind of like a military kind of thing where you just hit them with blitz blitzkrieg the German thing and then just leave. <laughs> That's pretty much what yeah. it is. You can't really hit and run. There's if no you're doing phase like two of that, then sorry. Yeah, if you're doing phase two of that, then the you know yeah, the already... people already know. Yeah, yeah. they're prepared. There's, there's, yeah. The element of surprise is gone. Uh, although Prince's you know hit and run phase two was kind of like a, a, a kind of surprise release, um, so you know uh, it, it'd be kind of uh, you know it's it's going to be interesting to talk about you know Prince's final album, his 39th mm. and final. Mm. Um, so, but for the moment, we are done with the 38th album. Uh, is there anything that you wish to plug, Victor? Uh, there's nothing for me to plug, Darren. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks as well for being my guest uh, here. Thanks, Darren. And otherwise... Oh. It's, it's June. June.